0: Hey guys, welcome to the TriPodcast. We're your hosts for today.
1: I'm Emily Shear. I'm Grace Lowe. And I'm Beva Santosh. Today's TriPodcast is gonna be all about race, culture, and how we as three American teens try to navigate that.
0: All right, so the first topic that I wanna talk about today is the whole media and double standards in the media. And I've noticed that whenever there's a crime being committed or that like, there's like, let like a teen perpetrator, if it's like a white person, the, the not the mugshot, but like the image that they use on the news is like a pretty picture of them. Whereas if it's like a person of color, it's usually like the ugliest like mugshot picture. And I feel like the media does like a really bad job of portraying different races.
1: Yeah, There was this, that exact thing happened with this one black teen girl. I think she was our age, she was probably like 16 or 17. And she was shot in the subway, I think, and the photo that they used of her in all of the media coverage was of her holding a phone case that looked like a fake gun, except it wasn't, and it was such a bad image because it was portraying her as the negative violent one, mm-hmm. even though she was the one that was brutally murdered. Yeah, and like, just like the adjectives that they use. Mm-hmm. and then like there was another like this, um,
0: I think she was like a, like a white, like young teen who committed some crime, and then they used a picture of her in a Snapchat filter. As like a uh, cover yeah. image, That's insane. where like she looked all beautiful and like like a you know like a pure like, teen.
2: Yeah, and like oftentimes in the media, if it's like a black person involved in the crime, they're often painted like oh troubled teen or like mm-hmm. you know mentally disturbed or something like that. When you know it, that might not
0: always be the case. Yeah, so I think there's a huge double standard because as long as like one race has this privilege. That, like, you know, they have the stereotype of being, like, a good race, you know? Like, then the media portrays them that way. And, like, the media does its best to, like, fit them into that image of what they want them to be.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now, speaking of double standards, I want to talk a little bit about double consciousness. So, um, basically, one thing I realized was that a lot of times, if you're... The child of an immigrant, you often feel separated from your parents' culture, but also the American culture. Um, specifically, I was just reading this book called A Cup of Water Under My Bed by Daisy Hernandez, and she kind of explores this theme in her book because her parents are, or her heritage is Cuban-Colombian, but when she, she's she was born in the U.S., so, um, In her schools, um, although she spoke Spanish at home in the schools, she had to join ESL programs and she had to basically take on the American way of life, and that caused a lot of divide between her two cultures, and she even felt like kind of resentful towards her Hispanic culture, but she actually regretted this later on in her life because she realized that her culture has so much to bring and she shouldn't have shunned it, but rather tried to combine the two. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think there's a similarity in the book I read, which was The Joy Luck Club. And in that book, um, one of the daughters of the Chinese immigrants, she's an adult. She's about, I think, like she graduated college. But every time she goes back to, like, hang out and, like, play mahjong with her her mom's friends, she feels alienated and she doesn't want to, like, fit in or, like, talk with the old, like, her mom's friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, really similar to my own family. So I have a younger brother and he's 13. And, like, 13 is that age where, like, he wants to fit in with his friends. And, um, not, like, he doesn't have that many friends that are, like, Chinese. And so he doesn't want to, like, speak Chinese. He wants to speak English at home, even though all of us, like, speak Chinese. But, like, whereas for me, I feel like I was, I had that mentality when I was 13. But, like, now I want to, like, better my Chinese and, like, learn all the traditions.
2: Yeah, I can definitely relate because my chinese is not good like i went to chinese school for a few years but i quit in third grade but now like after going to taiwan and like kind of being embarrassed because i can't talk well with or can't communicate well with my relatives i really regret that and i wish i had taken the time to actually learn chinese
1: yeah that's the exact same for me and the character in my book that i was reading about so first about the book her name is sarah saidi and her book is of her own like chronicling her experiences as an Iranian American teen. She went to a school in our area. She actually went to Lindbrook High School and then she went to UCSC. So she's all in the area. And so she was talking a lot about how her broken Farsi embarrassed her a lot and how she was just really embarrassed about not being able to communicate with the people that are older than her and not being able to imbibe those traditions in the primary way of being able to really speak the language and dive in. And on a personal note, I can't speak either of the Indian languages that I understand, and it makes me really sad because that's such a fundamental part of our heritage, like just the simple being able to communicate in the native tongue rather than like awkward American accents from your elders who are trying to like speak it back to you and you're like, hi, how are you for the third time in your like 10 minute FaceTime, you know? And so I've been trying to dive into my culture a lot more because I can't really speak it, except it just doesn't feel nearly as genuine if I could communicate in the primary language. Yeah, I think like a couple decades ago,
0: having like, like your like your, your double consciousness, it like might be embarrassing or like you would feel ashamed to have another culture identity. But like now in like 2019, I feel like, you know, like the U.S. is a melting pot, and like almost everyone has like these two, two cultures that they like bring with them.
2: Yeah, but also i think because we live in san jose which is a super diverse city mm-hmm. like we might have it a little easier than other maybe like first generation or second generation people maybe are living in a more um homogenized um city or something like with more whites and they might really experience a lot of difficulties and struggles due to double consciousness mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah i agree And am looking around right now like we're all pretty similar, honestly. My friend group is pretty pretty ethnically homogenous. So I guess my question is, how far can you assimilate to a different culture? Like all of us trying to simultaneously be American teens while also retaining our Asian heritage without <laughs> losing your culture? Because me and Grace we've like lost the language, still understand it, but like we seriously can't speak it nearly as well as our relatives. So do you think that desire to fit in and not speak our language that well, at least when we were younger, probably at like 13 or 14, like your brother. Do you think that assimilation was driven by shame or wanting to be included as just a normal American teen?
0: Um, I think it has to do with um, a lot of what Miss Webb said, the three levels of culture. And it depends on what like you value your culture to be. So for me, I think a lot of what I think of my Chinese culture is in the concrete details. And so when I have kids or when I have my family, I want to pass on those concrete details down. Like I want to teach them language. I want to teach them like traditions or like folk tales that we have. Whereas some of the other like behavior and symbolic cultural values, I might not want to keep.
2: Yeah, definitely because I feel like in America it's really hard to keep those um, symbolic and for the second and third levels, like behavior and symbolic it's way harder to retain those aspects of culture, like the idols like in Taiwan, I know my parents tell me about like those idols that they often worshipped and they use those in ceremonies, but my parents and a lot of their brothers and sisters and the next generation don't really believe in those. And um, yeah, the political beliefs, for example, it's hard to hold on to those when you go to America because their perspectives are quite different. Like America is a democratic land. You can um, have your own political ideologies. So
1: yeah. For me, I think it's all about the highest level of the three levels of culture, the symbolic one, because to me those values and perspectives, like being able to think in a way about other people that you might not interact as usually with, Like I think in, like in India, for example, just walking around the streets, I think compared to San Jose, you encounter so much more diversity and difference in people and their way of life. And there's literally cows walking around in absolutely completely modernized cities. Like I'm not talking about like the villages or the outskirts, there's literal cows walking around right next to the really good cars with the really nice interiors and all that. So that contrast and being able to think in various perspectives to me is super, super valuable. Not just like the way we get to see it in San Jose.
0: Yeah, I want to bring it back to what you talked about having friends of all like the same cultural background. And I think that has to tie back again to the whole double consciousness aspect. So me and the rest of my classmates, we all have that first consciousness, which is being an American, but then we each have, I think like a different second consciousness. So my second one would be like my Asian values that would clash with some of my other classmates who like their second personality, not personality, but like their second consciousness values different things than I do, right?
2: Yeah. So um, something I was just thinking about was I think was it in Miss Webb's class that someone brought up that our school is like 90% white or something, but I definitely don't think it is Mm. personally because I guess I only hang out with Asian people and I didn't realize that our school was so um it's I think it's 40 percent 40 (laughs) percent oh okay I I don't know where that percentage came from but But like I can definitely Mm -hmm. feel like my friend group is basically only Asian and I I don't think it's like even a conscious thing it's more like a subconscious like you hang out with the people who are more similar uh to you and you can relate to more But I definitely feel like it's important to branch out because even though Asians or any minorities might be their minority, so they gotta stay together, like, it's great to understand other perspectives and have other people also understand the perspectives of the minorities,
1: which will create a better world for all. And it's super good that you brought up, like, conscious versus unconscious because I was thinking back to when I was super little, like in preschool and pre-K, you don't think about being culturally diverse, Mm -hmm. except still you can tell that these little kids still gravitate towards people of their same ethnic group, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because they don't have the same awareness of like these big symbolic values of their culture or like how important the food that they bring to school for lunchtime is, that their mom made them like traditional food or something, you know? So it's so interesting that even little kids, it's so Ingrained in us to want to find things that are similar to us Mm -hmm. But in that same token, it's really good how little kids they're able to see past all of these superficial differences that we might Accumulate as we get older and they're still able to be just as close with people who don't look like them sound like them Their parents don't have anything in common. So we should all try to be like little kids, I guess Well, I was thinking well when I was
0: younger, I had way more like diverse friends Hmm, Me too. Yeah, I would have friends of all backgrounds and I think it has to do with when your parents are immigrants and like they move to a new country they bring their family traditions with them and so as a kid I felt like those traditions aren't enforced yet so whereas um, like it's a stereotype that in like Asian culture you have to like go home early Mm -hmm. like you know do your homework and like as a kid you never felt any of that so I was able to like hang out all the time with my friends of all backgrounds and then I found myself as I grew up I had to stick more into like people who had the same like lifestyle that I did so that it'd be easier to like connect with them whereas my old not old friends but like my friends of those backgrounds I've drifted apart because we didn't share like the same cultural lifestyle
2: yeah I agree like in elementary school I had friends of all different races all different cultures but as I went on to middle school and high school my friend group started to become basically Asian and I feel like it's partly because of the Asian values like this is a stereotype but it's also kind of true is that we value academic excellence mm-hmm. and just like kind of that culture of oh you had to like do good in school do good in tests like go to a good college that's like just something that asians all like understand and they kind of gravitate toward each other to try to obtain that goal for themselves and yeah
1: i like that you brought up stereotypes when you're talking about that because a lot of times we as a whole, we tend to hate on stereotypes because we just think that they're so negative. They put us into boxes. Except a lot of times like we put ourselves into those boxes because yeah. stereotypes are common only because a bunch of people fall into that set of beliefs or lifestyle. So as all of us are talking about this and we're all like super similar, maybe a lot of the stereotypes about our culture and race aren't nearly as bad as we make as we paint them to be. And we just need to like respect them more and realize that not everyone is gonna be like that, but it's a pretty okay expectation to think the majority of people are going to fit into the stereotype.
0: Yeah, and then having a stereotype, it's like that trend where it's like, I'm not like the other girls. Yeah. Like, I want to be different. <laughs> so, like, for me, like, I'm starting to drive, and, like, I don't want to be a bad driver. Like, I don't want to <laughs> fit into the stereotypes. Like, does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I, don't, I know we talked about it in class, but I don't remember the word for it. Of, like, wanting to break out of, like, your stereotypes. Like, the fear of fitting in.
1: Oh, there wasn't... Yeah, I know not about it, but... Okay. Yeah. All right, so to close off the podcast, let's do a little snack break. So for our first section of Tripod, what do you bring to the table? Let's start off with Grace Lowe. Grace Lowe, what do you bring to the table? I bring with me
2: a lot of Asian snacks, which has to do with my culture, and I also bring tissues because of my really bad allergies. (laughs)
1: Love that. Alright, well, I brought some tissues for Grace because I'm a great yeah, Thank you, Vera. House. <laughs>
2: Best friends. Um,
1: other things that I bring to the table. Uh, I brought a lot of fruit because in my culture, everything's just so organic. And I think that has to do a lot more with me being very Silicon Valley and San Jose, Ooh, fresh, rather than gluten free. Yeah, fresh, gluten free, mm. organic. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: No GMOs.
2: <laughs>
1: I did
0: not bring any snacks, but I brought all my school snacks. You brought stuff. yourself. Because oh. I am very prepared as an Asian. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, so thank well. Thank you for listening. And it was wonderful talking with y'all enjoyed today. Enjoyed all these topics. We will see you back on the Try Podcast next week.
2: Bye.